local sports fix. It's all sports talk on News Radio WGNS. Good afternoon. Welcome to All Sports Talk and a Football Friday. And during this time of the year, it means one thing the coach, Preston O'Neill, joining us today. It's Football Friday, Monty. Football Friday for me and you, babe. That's right. All right. We usually do this about once a year. Tell me, tell us once again. We've been doing this for 20 years, but, you know, we got a lot of new people moving in the area. They, they might be saying, who in the heck's this guy? No, so, that's what I'd say. So, <laughs> tell us how you got in your background, how you got into football, particularly the coaching aspect. That would be it. Uh, my, my dad was a football coach, and... Uh, I enjoyed hanging out with him and and uh, being around the players. So when I got out of actually when I was in college, I coached middle school for two years and coached high school for two years. Uh, was a graduate assistant at Henderson State University for one year. Went to Northeast Oklahoma Junior College for three. Was a graduate assistant at the University of Tennessee and then finished um, the last eight years of my career as a uh, Assistant coach at uh, MTSU, which landed me in Middle Tennessee and hooking up with you. And um, your dad played at Oklahoma, correct? He did. He played in Oklahoma during the fifties. He and his uh, uh, great trivia question named the three brothers that uh, were involved in all forty-seven straight winnings, uh, the forty-seven state, forty-seven straight winning streak. During the 50s, and Pat, my dad, and his two brothers, Benton and Jay, all were on the team during at least one of the 47 straight. There you, you don't get that kind of trivia on there, do you? No, that's not uh, you know, normal trivia, but you know, when you want to sit around with somebody and talk something out, it's a good question. You know, there were two fellas that, um, um, from Murfreesboro that played uh, for Oklahoma, Leo Martin, got two championship rings, and um, Jerry Anderson, the late Jerry Anderson. Uh, who I was a big Jerry Anderson fan. Um, and, and, you know, his, uh, you know, he had a tragic death. You know, when he was in Oklahoma, Preston, he saved a kid from drowning. And when he moved back here, after I guess after he got out of the NFL, he um, saved two kids from drowning, but unfortunately couldn't save himself. So, um, obviously, you know, a, a tragic there, but, you know, what a hero he was. And what a great player. Oh, man. Yeah. Knock you into next week. And then, you know, had Big Leo back then, he would play some O-line and D-line. You know, uh, Leo played an important part during his career. Uh, I've heard uh, a number of stories about the recruitment of Jerry from Northeastern Oklahoma Junior College to the University of Oklahoma. Uh, it was quite an interesting time <laughs> during those days as both Texas and Oklahoma were trying to recruit Jerry Anderson. And now, uh, Oakland High School has an alum there. Saw him play a little bit the other day, Woody Washington. 
starting defensive back. And uh, contributed well. They also have a lot of work to do after their opening game uh, if they're going to continue to be ranked as high as they were. Which I know they've already dropped in the polls. Yeah. Well, um, you know, really, that little quarterback at Tulane outplayed Oklahoma's, I thought. I thought he did, too. Um, I don't know if you can lose a Heisman Trophy in one game, but he, he I think that he was a, he was the favorite. Now I think it's pretty wide open, though. Yeah, it is. I think it should be. Uh, they didn't play very well. Uh, should have put uh, Tulane away in the third quarter. Uh, and Tulane would have none of them. I think that, uh, you know, it was, they quoted that after, there were a number of quotes after the game that Tulane wanted to win more than they did, and I think that was very obvious. They were very competitive, and they have a very good foot. They have a good football team, and they'll be competitive all year. Yeah, they're going to win some games. You know, I guess one thing that stood out to me last week was the number of FCS teams that won. Um, Eastern Washington over UNLV, uh, UC Davis over Tulsa. South Dakota, forty-two to twenty-three over Colorado State. Um, Montana beat twentieth-ranked uh, Washington, thirteen to seven. <clears throat> Holy Cross, thirty-eight. UConn, twenty-eight. That, that that's a get your fire, get your butt fired offense. And Randy Etzel was let go. And then East Tennessee, twenty-three to three over Vanderbilt. So a big number of. FCSs, and that's why, you know, if, if you're MTSU, hey, you chalk that win up and call it a good win. Yes. And they took care of business. They went into halftime uh, leading the ball game and then came out in the third quarter and did not let Mammoth got back in the game. Nope, sure didn't. Uh, so it was a good win for the Blue Raiders, but – um how do you explain all these FCS teams winning? First I week? Think there's a couple things, Monty. Uh, there are a lot of good players out there. And they're not all, you know, you can look at the draft each year, the NFL draft, and they're not all coming out of, uh, you know, the Power Five conferences. They're great players at some of the lower level schools. So. If you don't prepare and you don't respect respect your opponent, uh, those things can happen. And when you get to the lower lower end of the Power Five conferences and the upper end of the FCS, uh, there's not that much difference. So for Montana to go beat Washington. Uh, I think that says that Washington's not very good and is not going to be that competitive in the Pac-12. So, uh, Montana, you know, they have been in the playoffs a lot uh, and have a good football team. Uh, you know, it's no different than when Middle was uh, playing 1AA at the time, went beat Northern Illinois. Uh, was very competitive in, in playing a number of uh, Power Five teams 
during that era, uh, but only been able to come away with a victory against Northern Illinois. Yeah, and, you know, and as time goes on with this transfer portal, um, I think some kids that could at least play at maybe the non-Power Fives could get – some are going to get left behind and, and, and go play at the FC level, FCS level because of the – scholarship restriction restrictions you have in terms of how many you can sign every year well Monty, when we you know we look at the total results of the transfer board there are more of more of the players not finding a place to go than there are that do find a place to go uh so i don't know that they're going to call that a great success it's available uh I believe before I entered it, I would do some research on uh, what my marketability would be and interest in other programs uh, before I just jumped in there and said, hey, I'm out of here. Your thoughts, um, well, we'll start with Tennessee on their win. You know, I think their fans were wanting, you know, 59 to 6 instead of 38 to 6, but they got the W. Um, you know, they've obviously got limitations. And, you know, speaking of the portal, they were hit harder than any team in the country. You know, there's, you know, you got two running backs, one at Oklahoma, you got one at North Carolina, the linebacker, Tua Tua, whatever, how you pronounce his name. He's at Alabama. Um, so your thoughts on them and their first game and then going into Pitt this week? I think they're better. They look better. They look better coached. They played with more enthusiasm and effort. Uh, they were paying freer. It looked like they were concerned about making mistakes. Uh, and they flew around the field and played with enthusiasm. So I think they're bad. Uh, are they going to be competitive in the conference? they got a lot of work to do. Yeah. Uh, we'll find out more about uh, their competitiveness their overall team strength uh, this weekend when they play Pittsburgh. It's a big, good test for them. You know, and you bring some up, play with a lot of enthusiasm, you know, that may just, you know, to some, like, yeah, whatever. Hey, they didn't play with much enthusiasm under Jeremy Pruitt. It looked like three or four games into the season, they just they just wanted the season to be over with. And I don't know if that's his coaching style or demeanor or what, but they just didn't seem very interested in playing for him. No, there was a definite difference uh, watching them get after it and the effort that they gave. Uh, you know, a different style in offense. Uh, they were playing fast. I was particularly interested and uh, enthused about the effort that they gave on defense. Uh, running to the ball, playing with some excitement, uh, making some plays and having some fun while they were playing. Uh, the quarterback, you know, he's an impressive, physical young man. But throwing the football, you know, there was some accuracy issues, especially on the deep ball. So, you know, there's improvement there if they're going to run this offense and force people to defend the entire field. If they can't throw the deep ball, 
with some consistency, uh, they're going to have a they're going to have a problem moving the ball. And then Vanderbilt, boy, that's tough on those guys. Yeah, I mean, great for Randy Sanders, East Tennessee, coming into Nashville and winning the game. Uh, not a great way to start your career. You know, they're getting some pub about the changes that they made in their offensive staff. Uh, and when you, you start the season like that and look at what they were able uh, to produce, especially offensively, uh, you know, they've got a lot, a lot of work to do. You're listening to All Sports Talk, joined today by the coach, Preston O'Neill. This portion of the show brought to you by First Bank, where the bank remains true to its ideals. Since founded in 1906, that's First Bank. We'll take a break and be right back. Hey, honey, got the 70-inch flat screen mounted. Come take a look. Uh... Why are the instructions still wrapped in plastic? Instructions are just another man's suggestions. You sure about that? Need another chance? Get one with Powerball with Double Play. Add Double Play for just a dollar and give your numbers a second chance to win up to $10 million with drawings every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday. Powerball with Double Play and the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. We recently talked to a world-renowned gemologist. Hmm. The optic character of this ruby is brilliant. And the refractive index on this sapphire is simply superb. And judging by the writing on the top of this diamond, I'd say that it could be worth up to $500,000. I'll give it a scratch just to make sure. Woo! We've got ourselves a real gem here. Take it from the experts. The new September Instant Games are truly brilliant. See for yourself. Only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Every team knows which play can be a winning move. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wommel, here to help life go right by combining your home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-890-0850. It's a winning move that saves you time and money. Your ride, your stuff. You live with them together. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wommel. It's smart to protect them together, to help life go right. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let me help you save by combining your auto and renters. Hello there, this is Lenny Farmer once again for Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home and Cremation Services. Moms and dads, I have something you need to know about your kids. They won't bring up the issue of funeral plans because they feel it will make you uncomfortable and consider it your business. Although they might hope you would take care of these sensitive issues on their behalf, they'll leave that up to you. So, what do you say? Can we talk? Call me at 615-893-2422. Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home and Cremation Services. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS. FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. Joined today by Preston O'Neill on this football Friday. We look back at the MTSU game, uh, Preston, 50 to 15 winners scored them, um, obviously, on offense, um, defense, and special teams. Uh, Jalen Lane, a newcomer, had uh, 90 yards receiving, a 70 yard uh, 
punt return. Good, young, exciting-looking player. Thought the quarterback uh, managed the game well. I'm not saying he's, a, quote, a game manager, but handled, you know, played with him within himself, you know, 17 out of 22, 215 yards, three touchdowns. I mean, that's a very solid performance. Uh, they used a lot of different tailbacks. Uh, still need to probably run the ball better, although, you know, they had – less possessions than they typically would have a game because you know two drives i mean you get a defensive touchdown and the the punt return so you know they probably would have gained gained more yardage on that side and then the defense um uh, really flew to the ball well and as you said uh, talking about tennessee played with a lot of enthusiasm well they had a good night money i mean two they gave up uh you know, in total offense, 270 yards, 274. Uh, that's not a bad night. They created, uh, I believe, three turnovers. Uh, I got, you know, they got three fumbles uh, and a uh, pass interception. So they had four, you know, they had four turnovers during the game, a pick six, and a punt return for a touchdown. That's a pretty productive night uh, for the defensive unit. Sure was. And um, now, though, you, okay, you get that feel-good feeling. You've got it. Um, but you gotta, you got to really get back and get, get after it again and get to work because their upcoming, really, their next five games, Preston, um, they got a tough schedule for they, the next five. They really do. I mean, they're going to be an underdog in every game. Okay, you got Virginia Tech this week. Now, they're coming off a big week, and, you know, maybe maybe uh, they'll overlook middle, may not take middle as serious because that was a big game last week and knocking off um, um, North Carolina. But, you know, you know they're, they're, their fans are so rowdy. It's hard not to be be pumped up to play when you enter that arena. Yeah, it's it, this is a whole different ball game, money. You're playing on the road against a team that just knocked off the number team, number ten team in the, in the country. Uh, they have some tradition. Uh, you know, Coach Fuentes is trying to get it back to the level that it was uh, before he came there. Uh, they've given him some time. They've been patient. They have a history of doing that, and it takes and it takes time. Uh, if you believe in the coaching staff, you believe in your head coach, then you've got to give him time to make it work. And in today's world, you know it's three and out, two and out. You know you got to do it quick. Uh, I think it's an important year for them. But you know we're spending a lot of conversation talking about a lot of conversations. Talking about trap games, this is kind of a trap game for Virginia Tech. Coming off a big win, uh, playing a Conference USA team that didn't have a great year last year. So, you know, they're going to have to be ready to play, and he's going to the, the coaching staff is going to have to do a phenomenal job <laughs> of getting their team. Settled back down after a big win over North Carolina and focused uh, at a level 
that they're going to put a good product on the field against Bill this weekend. Okay, you got that game. Um, then you go to San Antonio. Uh, they beat Illinois last week. Then you go to Charlotte. They beat Duke last week. Then you got Marshall favored to win. They killed Navy last week. And then you go to Liberty, who might be the best team they play this year. So that's a that's, that's, that's a gauntlet right there. That's a, a tough, tough schedule. And then, then I think they then they got um, I think they got Southern Miss, and then they go to UConn. You know, UConn's an interesting situation. I remember when Middle went up there their first year, one A. It's their first or second year. Um, nah, yeah, it was when yeah, it was their second year, and Middle handled them pretty easy. Um, but he kind of righted that ship, you know, well to the point that he got a job at Maryland, and then things went bad there, and he went back to going back. It didn't work for him this time for whatever reason. Didn't it? Did not. Uh, they're. Not very good. Haven't been very good. Uh, but you do have to play them on the road. I hope that they've improved the press box since that first time up there. Uh, yeah, they. I think they play in Hartford, actually. So uh, There's a municipal store, stadium. Yeah, that thing was decrepit, wasn't it? <laughs> yes, it was. I, I wasn't. I, when I was sitting up there, I wasn't so sure that thing wasn't going to cave in. <laughs> I had concerns about it, too. But, you know, Monty, that's, that's a number of games down the road. And to give you the coach's speak, you know, you got to do it one at a time. Uh, and this week they've got to go to Blacksburg and be competitive and give themselves a chance in the fourth quarter to win the ball game. Uh, and they're on the road three weeks in a row, you know. Go to Virginia Tech, go to San Antonio, go to Charlotte. Man, that's. And then come home and play Marshall. I mean, that's uh, – and then turn around and go on the road and play the Liberty and on the road to play Connecticut. Uh, that's a tough deal. Uh, yeah, it is. Being underdog, uh, all of them, about a 19-and-a-half point underdog. But, you know, stranger things have happened. Um, don't know that it will happen this week. But, you know, middle is um, – they they played well against ACC teams, you know. They beat they beat. Yeah, I, fully, I fully expect Coach Stockstill to uh, have his team ready to play. You know, they beat uh, they beat uh, Maryland twice. They beat Georgia Tech. They beat Syracuse. I mean, you know, so they have come up with, and they almost beat Virginia. They've come up with a game plan for you know three or four, five different. Um, ACC opponents that have least less, and it's been good enough to keep them in the games or win a couple. Hey, they'll be competitive. Uh, I think, you know, last weekend, they're better. They're much improved from last year. Are they much improved to uh, beat Virginia Tech on the road? You know, odds says no. Uh, but as you said, they've been in and been competitive. Uh, played the ACT very tough, and I expect them to go to uh, Blacksburg and compete. 
Uh, and Virginia Tech better get ready. Let me ask you this. Can you put any stock in the fact that your quarterback has played there before? I think that that gives him a lot of uh, confidence going into the game to have the experience of knowing what that's going to be like. Uh, it helps his leadership ability. He can, uh, you know, a lot of those kids on this team have, have played in these type games. Uh, and But he can also give them some insight, hey, this is what we expect. When we get in there, this is what it's going to be about. It's going to be loud. They're going to be obnoxious. Uh, and we're going to have to stay focused on our job and at our task at hand to get uh, to get the results that we want. Uh, so be, and I'm sure the practices have been loud with music and noise and everything playing over the stereo to make it difficult on you know everybody to communicate so that you can get as close to the same experience that you'll have on Saturday night. And Coach Stockstill has experience in doing this. And he's done this two or three times a year, every year that he's been here. So he'll, he knows how to prep the kids to get ready. You're listening to All Sports Talk. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back, and Chip Walters will join us with the Blue Raider Insider Report. If you're an Android user, we have an app for that, too. You can listen to us anywhere, on air and on demand. WGNS. We are News Radio WGNS. Good afternoon. Steady for Traffic continues down 24 eastbound. Coming in from uh, Davidson County through Rutherford County. Lots of radar out past Epps Mill Road on I-24 this afternoon. Oktoberfest and over Gatlinburg, September 24th through October 31st. Food, fun, lots of music. Log on to obergatlinburg.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. If you're not waking up to the wake-up crew, here's what you've been missing. Time for Brian to come into your homes. (laughs) (laughs) Run! Don't miss the wake-up crew with John, Brian, and Dalton. Weekday mornings from 6 until Swap and Shop. In Rutherford County, you know how much it means to have neighbors you can count on. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris, here to help life go right when you combine home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-893-1417. Every team knows which play can be the winning move. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris, here to help life go right by combining your home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-893-1417. It's a winning move that saves you time and money. Whether you need general vehicle upkeep and maintenance or a complete vehicle overhaul, Hall's Auto Care is here for you. We're locally owned and operated by Greg Hall and have been in business since 2014. You'll get excellent service and trustworthy advice with Halls Auto Care. A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. We're ready to help get you safely on the road. Halls Auto Care, 907 Ridgely Road, just off Broad Street behind Chili's. Online at hallsautocare.net. Halls Auto Care. It's time. Show your true blue. Blue Raiders. It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report with Chip Walters. Sponsored by Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance, Steve Rucker and RAI Advisors, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Go Blue Raiders! When you think insurance, think Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance 200 South Lowry in Smyrna. 
Rayburn is an independent agency, so Wayne will shop multiple national companies to make your best insurance deal. It's personal with Wayne, whether working in community, schools, or insurance. Trust Wayne Blair, your full-service insurance agent. 390-8476. Wayne Blair, Rayburn Insurance, 390-8476. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report with Chip Walters, play by play voice of the Blue Raiders. Chip, what's up? Well, good afternoon, everybody. As we come to you today from Roanoke, Virginia, where Middle Tennessee is staying overnight before playing number 19 Virginia Tech on Saturday. Let's give you some of the lowdown and some of the statistical numbers on this one. Both Middle Tennessee and Virginia Tech come into the game with a record of 1-0. The Blue Raiders were 50-15 to winners over Monmouth, while Virginia Tech knocked off number 10 North Carolina by a score of 17-10. to The Blue Raiders... Uh, picked up 344 yards of total offense against Monmouth. The Blue Raiders uh, rushed it for 96, threw it for 248 yards. Middle Tennessee got touchdowns in all three phases of the game, the running game, the passing game, and in special teams with a punt return from Jalen Lane. Virginia Tech offensively put up only 296 yards, but it was good enough to get the victory. They rushed it for 177 and passed for 169, so very balanced. Their quarterback is Braxton Burmeister. He is an outstanding athlete in his last two games, which dates back to the Virginia game last year. uh, He's thrown for 381 yards, two touchdowns, and has had only one interception. So he is 4-1 as a starter at Virginia Tech. And for the Blue Raiders, of course, Bailey Hockman, the starter. He played against uh, Virginia Tech last year, threw for 72 yards, or make it 82 yards, and did throw for a couple of interceptions in an NC State loss here at Lane Stadium in Blacksburg. Defensively, that's where Virginia Tech has been uh, really good. They're a typical Virginia Tech defense, they give up a lot of yards, but not a lot of points. They gave up 354 yards to North Carolina, but only 10 points, and all of those came in the second half. There is a Blue Raider connection to Virginia Tech's team. Number two tight end, Drake Deulius, is the nephew of former Blue Raider offensive lineman Dino Deulius. So that is the preview. We'll have the uh, tailgate show beginning at 11.30 a.m. tomorrow with Dick Palmer and Dwayne Hickey. And Wes Counts and I will have the call from Lane Stadium in Blacksburg. Uh, kickoff is just after 1 p.m. Central Time. All right, let's take a look at uh, other weekend activity. Blue Raider volleyball matches at Miami of Ohio this weekend have been canceled due to COVID-19 and contact tracing. The North Alabama match schedule for September 15th has been moved back to October 11th at 6.30 and will be hosted by UNA. The Blue Raiders will be on the road for two matches, September 17th in Jacksonville, Florida at the UNF Sunshine Tournament, but no volleyball for a second straight weekend due to COVID-19. All right, the schedule of other events this weekend. Soccer will be at home 
Uh, also, the, uh, the the Blue Raiders close out the four-game homestand with East Tennessee. That is tonight at 7 o'clock at the Dean Hayes Track and Soccer Stadium. Hope you can be there for that. All right, let's give you a great shout-out to Courtney Whitson from the Lady Raider basketball team. She's been awarded a $2,500 tuition grant from the College Football Playoff Foundation and Dr. Pepper. She is a junior middle majoring in secondary education. She aspires to become a high school teacher and coach girls basketball and has been a mainstay for the Lady Raiders as she has started all 55 games of her college career. So congratulations to Courtney Whitson, a $2,500 educational grant from the College Football Playoff Foundation and Dr. Pepper. All right, that's it for this Friday. We'll uh, talk to you in the morning from Blacksburg as the Blue Raiders take on Virginia Tech. All right, Chip, appreciate you joining us as always. Have a good weekend. Enjoy the broadcast. And we'll remind everyone the Blue Raider Insider Report brought each day by Wayne Blair and Rayborn Insurance, Steve Ruckert and RAI Advisors, and Mike Tanzel and my team insurance. We'll take a break and be right back. Hi, I'm Chip Walters with Exit Realty Bob Lamb and Associates. You might know me as the voice of the Blue Raiders, but I want you to know me as your realtor. Whether you're buying or selling, it's time to choose Chip. Do you have a growing family? Are you thinking about downsizing? Are you relocating to Middle Tennessee? Well, it's time to choose Chip. Go to my website, choosechip.net. There you'll find a dynamic home search engine plus a ton of other features that'll help you during your search. If you're looking for a realtor that's professional and has your best interest at heart, it's time to choose Chip. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSradio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. Joined today by the coach, Preston O'Neill. All right, let's move to the high school. Uh, Preston, last week, Rockville 14, Siegel 7. Really a game Rockville controlled. Uh, Siegel did score late. Uh, but uh, Rockville uh, undefeated. Yes. Congratulations to the Rockets. Uh, I haven't been, what is this, their third year, Monty? Yeah. Third year competing and undefeated started out, you know, and played hard last year. So good for them. Off to a good start. We mentioned this before, you know, um, they got experienced guys now, you know. They got thrown to the fire as freshmen and sophomores, but, you know, they're bigger, stronger, faster, smarter, and it's starting to show. Yeah, and, and tired of being the uh, whipping boy, you know? Yeah. They, they got beat up on pretty pretty good for two years. Uh, now they're uh, saying, hey, we've had enough. We're going to win some games. Good for them. Of course, Oakland – Stewart's Creek was canceled due to the COVID issues at Stewart's Creek. Um, Smyrna 24, Hillsboro 7. Smyrna stays undefeated. Uh, Laverne and Antioch canceled. Uh, Clarksville Academy 27, MTCS 24. That's two tough losses in a row for the Cougars. And our boy Floyd Walker out at Eagle. An old school game, 8-7. Good for Floyd. Was down 7 to nothing for a long time. For the late touchdown went for two, I believe, Mommy. Yeah, they actually got a – they were down 7-0 at the half and then got a safety. 
safety. That's right. To make it 7-2. Then they scored late and um, went for two and missed it, but held on one eight seven. And the uh, other game, uh, final game, was Riverdale 49, Blackman 18. So, uh surprised by that yeah not that riverdale won but that margin um tell you what their defense is really getting the job done and um i don't uh i don't know if they're good enough to beat oakland or not but I, their defense can certainly keep them in ball games that'll be a heck of a matchup when that gets in and you know the old time saying molly if you can't score you can't beat us that's right <laughs> all right let's see this week Got Laverne and Smyrna tonight. That's at Smyrna. Uh, Shelbyville at Riverdale. Uh, could be a preview of the, of a playoff matchup. Um, Lebanon's at Siegel. Should be pretty evenly contested. Uh, Blackman at Summit. Ooh, well, Blackman's playing a tough schedule right after, off the bat. Summit is uh, the defending 5A state champs. But they are now in that Williamson County District playing 6A. Stewart's Creek's at Franklin. Uh, Lincoln County at Rockvale. Rockvale goes for another one tonight. Uh, you can hear that right here on WGNS. Eagleville makes the long trek to Gordonsville. And MTCS will host Mount Juliet Christian. Uh, also, Beacon Hill, Virginia uh, is at Oakland. And, you know, when I first... Um, heard about this game i just assumed they were a real good team but did a little investigating i guess a little show prep last week on them um they um they play their home school in Virgin in richmond and so they're not allowed to play they, they do not allow home school teams to play in virginia um so they go out of state every week press and they have been outscored 113 to nothing so I look for Oakland's JV team to get a lot of work this week. It might be 113 to nothing on Friday, tonight. <laughs> no doubt about that. So, all righty, you listen to All Sports Talk. We'll take our final break and be right back. folks, I'm Stephen Reynolds, the man in the middle. Join me every Friday for a new episode of my podcast exclusively on WGNSRadio.com. Good afternoon. Standing for traffic continues down 24 eastbound. Coming in from uh, Davidson County through Rutherford County, lots of radar out past Epps Mill Road on I-24 this afternoon. Oktoberfest and over Gatlinburg, September 24th through October 31st. Food, fun, lots of music. Log on to obergatlinburg.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. We do it your way at Join the team at Murphy Spurl's favorite pizza restaurant. Sir Pizza is now hiring at all three locations. Come by and be part of the team at Sir Pizza. 
At Creekside Assisted Living of Murfreesboro, we provide excellence and service while maintaining the dignity of our residents in a home-like atmosphere. Come see our new community, which includes bistros, salons, a library, and spacious activity areas. A kind, friendly, and well-trained staff can help residents with the daily activities of life. Locally owned by Blue Raider alumni Tim Keach and Kent Ayer. Find out more about Creekside Assisted Living, 895-3002, or online at www.creeksideassistedliving.com. Parks Auction. We handle everything. You have a staff that comes to your home. They tell you what to do. They walk you through it. It's been my experience that what I thought I should get for my home, I got much more for it. Visit our website at parksauction.com. Parks Auction, 896-4600. Stan Vaught and the Parks Auction team are proud supporters of local high school and MTSU sports. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS. FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. Joined today by the coach, Preston O'Neill. This portion of the show brought to you by First Bank. Locations in the borough, Woodbury, Nashville, and 46 others across the state. That's First Bank. Preston, you ready for some picks? We settled nothing last week. Well, I thought maybe I'd got one up, but I couldn't catch them all. And that jump, boys, is state. We're just, you know, I'm I'm not happy with them at all. <laughs> all right. Laverne at Smyrna. Smyrna. Smyrna, Shelbyville, Riverdale. I'm going Riverdale. Riverdale. Um, Seagull host Lebanon. Oh, man, this is a toss-up. I'm going to take the whole team, take the stars. I am, too. All right. uh, I'll take Oakland over Beacon Hill. Along with me. Uh, Blackman at Summit. Summit. I agree. Stewart's Creek at Franklin. I'm going to go with the Creek. Creek. Uh, Lincoln County at Rockville. Uh, let's let's keep the Rockets undefeated. I'm going with the Rockets big. Eagle at Gordonsville. Going to have to take Gordonsville. I am too. They got a couple good wins. Beat Watertown last week. And Mount Juliet Christian at MTCS. I think the Cougars are going to say enough is enough this week. I'll take the Cougars also. All right. Conference USA, UTEP at Boise. UTEP uh, undefeated. I'm going to take Boise again this week. I am too. Western Kentucky at Army. Army. I agree. UAB at Georgia. I'll take Georgia. Bulldogs. Georgia Southern at FAU. I'm going to take uh, the... I'm taking the Owls. Taking the Owls. Gardner-Webb at Charlotte. I'll take Charlotte. Charlotte. North Carolina Central at Marshall. 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 Uh, North Texas at SMU. I will take SMU. SMU. Houston at Rice. Of course, they're both from Houston. I will take um, Houston. Houston. Take Texas State at FIU. Uh, Texas State. 
I'm going to take Texas State. Grambling at Southern Miss. Southern Miss. I'll take Southern Miss. Southeastern Louisiana at La Tech. I'll take La Tech. La Tech. And Hampton at Old Dominion. I'll take Old Dominion. Old Dominion. Monty, I want to back up. I'm going to go back and take uh, Georgia Southern over the house. Georgia Southern. Okay. All right. Boy, uh, La Tech let one get away from them, didn't they? Yes, they did. Against Mississippi State. Okay. They were, uh, Mississippi State was, <laughs> what did he say? <laughs> they were, they finally got desperate enough to play. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the pirate. Okay, uh, Pitt at UT. I'm taking Pitt. Pitt. Iowa at Iowa State. Man, what a ball game! Yes. Uh, I was undefeated. Iowa State's undefeated, right? Yep. I was played a little more. Were they at Iowa State? Yes. I'm taking Iowa State. I'm taking Iowa. I think that's a good pick. Uh, Appy State at Miami. Oh, taking Miami, but this could be close. It could. Texas at Arkansas. I'm taking Texas. In a close one. Washington at Michigan. Michigan. Vanderbilt at Colorado State. I guess I'll take Colorado State. Colorado State. Uh, Utah at BYU. Boy, that ought to be a good game. I'm taking the whole team, BYU. I'm taking Utah. Good pick. Stanford at USC. I'm taking USC. USC. South Carolina at East Carolina. South Carolina. Barely. You know, East Carolina's favored in that game. Are they really? Yeah. Texas A&M at Colorado. I'm going with A&M. A&M. Missouri at Kentucky. I'm taking the Wildcats. I'm taking Kentucky. Uh, NC State at Mississippi State. I believe you got to take the Wolfpack there, money. I believe I'm taking them. All right. Well, we got about three we disagree on there. So we'll see what happens next week. Um, hey, we got a couple minutes left. Alabama just looks the same, don't they? Just change the names on the back of the jerseys. Uh, they look very good. And I, there were some impressive teams out there, Monty. Alabama, Georgia, really looked good defensively. Clemson, not as strong offensively as they have been. Uh, that offensive line has not been replaced at the level that they played at last year, nor at quarterback. But I think that guy will get better. Uh, yeah, I mean, but Georgia really looked good. They did. They vaulted the number two in the AP poll. Um, but as I told my Georgia buddies, I said, you're going to have to score a touchdown now on the offensive side of the ball. You yeah, know? they've got to do some things offensively. Uh, can't rely on the defense in this day and time. Uh, you know, pitch shutouts all the time, but uh, they sure look good. Boy, they were the old junkyard. 
it'll be it'll be interesting, Monty, as we go through the year to see if they're really that good or Clemson just is not as good as they have been offensively. Yeah, Notre Dame, um, Florida State game was quite entertaining. Very entertaining. Uh, very entertaining. In, in uh, Florida State is better. They've got to solve some problems at quarterback. Uh, but they rallied around uh, in the second half around that Milton kid and got very competitive. Yeah, I mean, what a story he is. Three years three years removed from that gruesome leg injury. But Notre Dame had so many drops in key situations by people. You know, their All-American tight end made two, had two drops in – big big plays that could have made a lot of difference so you know they've got some things they got to clean up too okay Preston I will leave you with a a quote uh, each Friday and this is from Paul Dietzel old coach at LSU quote you can learn more character on the two yard line than anywhere else in life <laughs> true where one man imposes his will or not on the next man. That is correct. So, all right, Preston, that'll do it. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the games. We'll talk to you next Friday. You got it, Monty. All right, that's the coach, Preston O'Neill, joining us today. Uh, that'll do it for today. That'll do it for the week. Enjoy all the games this weekend. We'll talk to you next time. All sports talk on News Radio. WGNS has been brought to you by State Farm agents Andy Woman, Bud Morris, and Deb Ensel. Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. First Bank, Mike Panzel with My Team Insurance. Parts Auction Company, Greg Hall with Hall's Auto Care. Steve Ruckert with RAI Advisors. Jennings and Ears Funeral Hall. Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living. And Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance.